I am Mike. And I'm Colin. And welcome to Corita Cast, episode, episode 14. 14. Ooh. All right. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of content uh, recently. A lot of that content being The Mandalorian, which has been great. Oh, now I've got a cat in here. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we recorded the last one, what? When uh... it was just before it dropped, I think. Right. It was like the last, uh, was it the trailer for The Mandalorian had dropped, or was it I, the trailer for Episode 9? Uh, it might have been Episode 9, because I think it was, uh, I think it was like mid-October when we recorded, or late October. I don't know, I, I haven't, it's, I'm, I'm scheduled to listen to that one tomorrow, to so see how wrong we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we either of us predicted baby well, should we say spoilers? Spoil yeah, spoiler alert. That being said, like it's been around the internet. Like people pretty much gave up on the whole no spoilers thing pretty quick. Right, but if you haven't watched episodes one have you watched all three? I have watched all three, yes. So if you haven't watched episodes one through three of um The Mandalorian, please don't listen to this show until you're done. Yeah, turn off right now. Pause it, watch it and then come back. Or keep it running in the background, but go do something else so that we still have listens or something. That's true. That's true. Listen to it twice. (laughs) So we can at least have more than Zoe some weeks. Um, Yeah, so so I started to print up our show notes, and I got distracted playing with our new um, clean feed recording. Um, But so I guess we should talk right about The Mandalorian first, right? Might as well. So, how bad do you want to be in the Mando merch right now? Oh my God, I've been looking up. Uh, I've been well, I've been looking up like vendors for helmets and parts of things. I've been like thinking up a personal like an OC backstory, trying to draw up different colors, paint schemes for armor and what materials I could use to do things. Like it's, I'm, I'm already I'm in the planning stages at this point. I'm, I'm full on in. Yeah. Well, I kind of got thrown into it early because Zoe joined. I think we talked a little bit about last episode. Zoe joined Amando Mercs. Yeah. And so I kind of got thrown into it early. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking custom Mando now. and Well, I, I'm, I'm like in a Mandalorian, but I'm thinking custom Mando. Um, have you been to a Mandalorian Mercs armor party yet? No, not, no, not one of their armor parties. Okay, so Frank, uh, he's the head of the Mercs in Pennsylvania. I can't say all their words. Zoe corrects me, so I'm not even going to attempt. But they have some like Mandalorian type names for their for their clans and stuff. Um, but their armor parties, I think they even have the sheets of material to help you cut your plates at the armor party. Oh, really? Like yeah, like Frank and those guys, and they actually really build armor. Um, so you you have to get to a Mando Mercs armor party, and yeah, I think right. they have one once a month. Oh, I didn't realize they were that frequent. Yeah, they cool. and, well, and they get they get some stuff done. Um, so, I really want. I'm waiting for somebody to do a quality version, a rendering of the uh, heavy infantry Mandalorian helmet. Oh, from uh, from the last yeah. episode. Yeah, yes. I think that's my favorite helmet design that I've seen for a Mandalorian. Yeah, I, li- I, I like it's the simple, but it's cool looking. Yeah, I like the Mandalorian. I like his helmet, but I think there's going to be like a million of those out. 
Yeah, I'm already seeing. Even if I, I was looking up, because like I just said, I was looking up vendors for them. I kept finding on Etsy, like, tons of different versions, tons of different 3D print files for, and they're all different. Right. <laughs> Every one of them looks slightly different. None of them look quite right to me. Well, I bought, I loaded one from Thingiverse and printed it, and it was bad. Like, I went through a mm. spool of filament, and it was, like, oblong. So I bought the files from, uh, I forget the website. I bought all the files for the Mandalorian and all their updates. Oh, so cool. I have the rifle printed. I have I just finished the pistol last week. I don't know if you saw my pictures of the pistol. I don't think I saw the pistol. No, I knew I knew the progress you were making on the rifle. Yeah, the rifle, just I just have to assemble the big piece of pipe, which it's just been too cold to cut. But the pistol's done. Um, I... The pistol was a, a nice print, and it was it was an easy print. I printed it with wooden grips and everything. I printed wooden grips for it, mm-hmm. um, and it came out really nice. Nice. Um, is that that's the the like wood filament? The... Yep. Yeah, it's like it's like I think it's like a certain percentage of wood, but when you sand it, it has that wood feel, oh, cool. and it stains like wood. So Does I stain and smooth out better than like the plastic does yes a little bit better but it also yes and and actually the i just i was at um baltimore comic-con probably a month and a month ago and i was at the smooth on um booth and they had this paint that you paint on the 3d prints and it makes it like glass oh and i always saw people using it but like everything else you see on the internet i thought that's dumb but he had one sitting right there, and he actually gave me a sample of it uh, to okay. try. So I'm going to try that because that beats like four weeks of sanding something. Um, you yeah, just really. paint it on, and it goes nice and smooth, and it's ready to cast. Huh. So. And you don't think that would affect, like, like create lumps in places? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. But the one he they had a skull painted there, and it was, like, perfectly smooth. And then what's nice about it, if you're gonna if you're gonna cast it, then you just hit it with some, you know, some um, high gloss paint, and then you make your mold. Then you know, I I don't know how good it would be for something you're gonna carry or use all the time, but for something you're gonna mold, I think it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know about you, but I was like, when I watched The Mandalorian, I was like completely surprised. Oh yeah, it was taking turns I wasn't expecting, especially that uh yeah, the the people who are not okay for spoilers are gone by now. So I hope definitely so. with the baby Yoda reveal. That right. I, I lost my mind. Oh, you could ask Olivia and I was like out of the chair running around the <laughs> house like screaming, "What the heck?" like Well, that's what hooked Missy in watching. <laughs> you know, the baby Yoda. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, or, or we know it's not Yoda. We should say that to everyone yelling at. <laughs> Sorry, baby Yaddle. Baby, whatever we're calling it, baby Yoda, because we don't know what else to call it. But it's kind of funny because it's almost like now I'm I'm rethinking all this merchandise that that um, uh, Lucasfilm has put out in the last couple months, and they've been throwing a lot of Yodas at us. Like, I know some of the smuggler bounties come with a Yoda a little while back. Oh, like, just, like, random things. I guess I haven't I haven't seen a higher influx in Yoda stuff. I mean, I'll have to take a look deeper. I guess I just always thought all the merchandise I was seeing was always Yoda. Anyway, I didn't think there was an 
increase in Yoda. Yeah, there was like two. There was two little Yoda figurines that came. They just seemed random, and maybe they were. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. But but the baby Yoda looks like, and the girls used to have this toy. If if anyone goes back, probably I'm trying to think how old the girls were. Probably ten to thirteen years ago, they made like Fisher Price or Play School Star Wars figures. They oh, made really? a C-3PO, R2, Vader, and Yoda. And if you find that toy, it looks a, a lot like the baby Yoda. Because the ears were a little pointy like that, like long and pointy. i got to find a picture of that. But yeah, the, ba- the baby Yoda. And then I like about the show is I like that little tidbit of action they show right before it starts. Yeah. Like yeah, it was I'm like, always a fan of that show structure too. Yeah, like it was like the the beginning when he got the guy out of the bar and f- froze him. Then the show starts. The what was the second one? The fight with the Trandoshans. Yeah. And what Where was the he, he like had the revelation that more fobs were given out to more bounty hunters than just him. Yep. And then what was the third one? I'm trying to think what the pre. It was. Um, was it just him take? I think it was just him taking Yoda in. I think so. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Like, since I didn't see much about Yoda in the previews and all that, at at a certain point I knew that he should rescue him and he eventually would. But the way they've been telling stories, I was like, it wouldn't have surprised me if he would have just been okay. Next job. Yeah, I was kind of expecting that too. It was almost more of a surprise to me that he turned around and did what everybody wanted him to and saved Baby Yoda, which, of course, was an awesome action sequence. Yes. <laughs> well, and I also think it. I also, I'm still curious about the Mandalorians because they're different than the Mandalorians we saw in Clone Wars. Yeah, this is almost more like a like a cult or a religion or something right than like what death death watch was like or even the the mandalorians and rebels was almost more like uh that was their armor but they it, it, it didn't seem as religious as these guys are right and i wonder if when they keep talking about the purge i wonder if that's what changed them like so many were destroyed that they kind of almost became like a like a boiled down dogma if that makes sense hmm, yeah maybe like, like there were so few of them there. Like, look, we have to protect this, this, and this. That, that was, that's the kind. That's at least what I take. I'm like, well, you know, they, they have to like really, um, you know, like keep themselves together so they don't get watered down or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just started doing it. I've been rewatching Rebels because I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm in one of the earlier seasons. I just watched the episode where it was the uh, Protectors of Concord Dawn. Oh with, yes, uh, Fen Rao. And uh, they, they still had some of that like culty atmosphere where like Sabine invokes the code with right. like the duel to the death or whatever, and so that stuff is all kind of there. But it just it seemed like it wasn't as it was it was like. They weren't living by the code, but when somebody brought up the code, then they had to. Whereas these guys, this, like, Mandalorian underground culture is, like, they live by the code, and if you're not living by the code, you're not living right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that and it was it was good because I guess technically episode three made him not a bounty hunter anymore. Yeah, cause he broke the code. I mean, well, he broke the bounty hunter code, the like the, the the guild, you know. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. I'm getting like like the music. I didn't get used to the music till after the second episode. Oh, I liked the music in the second episode, fighting the mud horn. That right. Was... No. I did, but the first episode, the, it took me a while to get used to the music. And now that I'm, I like it now because it, it has that, that western sound. But it's still got like space age electronic elements to it. Yep. And it and it it's almost like it tells you the the story too. So in case you're not paying attention, like it's almost like you can know what's happening if you close your eyes. You you can tell what's going on. Yeah, really. And it reminds me there was a, a video game in the mid 90s called outlaw made by lucas arts or lucas yeah lucas arts before they were closed down mm. it was a first person shooter it was a western and they made their western music sound very close to this huh i guess maybe the composer was taking some notes or or just yeah it, it just was I, I used to have the soundtrack to it somewhere i don't know what i did with it got lost in the shuffle um, well, westerns do have a very, especially the spaghetti westerns. All of them were done by the same guy, uh, yep. Ennio Morricone. Morricone uh, was the composer for those, and they all have a very similar feeling and feel similar style, a lot of emotion to them because so many shots in the western films was like silence, traveling, you know, staring, dramatic, dramatic looks, and things like that. So right. it had to be told through the music. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the ship. Um, oh, the ship is cool, yeah. The, um, well, so so episode one, I'm trying to think, go in the order. Episode one, the IG unit, uh, IG, what was it, IG-11? 11, yeah. IG-11, I, I wish, I'm hoping that he comes back. I'm hoping somehow that, he gets rebuilt. That might not have been, I, I'm thinking that wasn't IG-11. They keep showing so much promotional work for IG-11 that like maybe he was just a random IG unit maybe I, I'm I'm still thinking two things I'm thinking like in the wake of that Yoda baby Yoda anywhere he goes is going to get destroyed like someone's going to be like right behind him yeah. and I picture him somehow stopping back at that planet and it being um It being like uh, all destroyed, and maybe that the the guy that helped him out will then want to go with him. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. everything he had is lost. Like 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 I I picture like the bounty hunters, um, like destroying it, still looking for him, and then maybe that guy picked up like the IG unit and reprogrammed it or something. That's hey, my man. thoughts. I think he's gonna he's gonna try and return Baby Yoda. Maybe he's gonna put him in the hands of that guy. Because there's there's no way he can continue the life of not necessarily a bounty hunter, but as an outlaw character. There's no way he could do the rest of the series with a toddler in the back seat. Right, right. Fifty year old toddler in the back seat. That's just <laughs> that wouldn't work. Well, also I think but, then it would also then people would uh, 
because he baby Yoda can only save the day so many times and the Mandalorian doesn't really become the hero anymore yeah really but so yeah so like the first episode when he was fighting with him I just liked that the guy wanted to self-destruct like any anytime it even remotely looked like they were gonna lose he's like well better self-destruct yeah like I <laughs> I just thought that was I thought that was hilarious um, I found a I found a meme where it was it was that that SpongeBob one that was big for a while the SpongeBob's like reluctantly getting out of his chair it's the I I'm a head out but it was replaced with IG11 <laughs> and it was like whenever anything minorly even slightly inconveniences you all right I'm a self destruct <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that I, I that's that was that was probably the highlight of that show other than seeing Baby Yoda like because that was just like a shocker like. I can't believe they kept it that quiet. I know. I, that nobody let it slip. That There was no promotional material for it. But I think that made it have such a huge impact. We don't get that a lot these days with media and no. movies. Right. Well, even, even to me, it shows that they had faith in their show. Because I worry if the same people that make movie trailers, they would have showed that. Yeah, you're like they right, get they get nervous get and they're like, watch. okay, we have to show Baby Yoda so people come, you know, because they didn't even hint at it. Yeah, there was absolutely no, no hint. There wasn't even a hint that it was, like that was his goal. That that was what he was trying to get to. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, he didn't was... learn the age of it until. Like when he was on the way, that scene that we got, that which was the first, the opening scene of the um the show that we got to see at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. In the panel, it was they didn't even hint at the age of the character at that point. They're just like you have a an age and a location, go for it, and that was the end of the scene. That's as much as we got to see. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was so good. And you know what, I I, I like the um. I like to see the Super Battle Droids animated or live action too. Oh yeah, that looked cool. That was that was three. I like how he has flashbacks when his armor's getting built. Yeah, that's a cool, uh, a cool storytelling method. A good a good way to tell us like, oh, he's got a bit of a tragic backstory. We're getting more and more information added, while he just like just like we're getting more information. He's getting more armor. Right. <laughs> Well, and and we, you know, there's so many Easter eggs. They had Life Day mentioned. Uh, the yeah. ship had that Clone Wars feel, which was awesome. Um, and then Episode Two with the Jawas, like, well, the Trandoshans fighting them at the beginning was cool, because because that rifle, like, at first I thought that rifle was just going to be another blaster, but that rifle is like the the best Star Wars gun I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's like a, I think it's, if it were in the books, they refer to that kind as like a slug thrower. Yeah. And it's, it's basically a full disintegrator just like because of how much power it can, it can output. Well, and it also makes that line, um, in when Darth Vader said no disintegrations. Makes it make sense. Right? Yeah. Cause you know, it's like. We've never really seen a blaster disintegrate anybody up until this point in any Star Wars content. Right. Well, and when when he came over the hill and was shooting Jawas, like, that was... I'm a Jawa. I love Jawas. My girls were Jawas for years. Um, And 
when I saw the Jawas and I saw him blast, that was that was so good. Like seeing him trying to attack the big Jawa sand crawler and stuff. It was. I, I think it's so funny how smooth they've been, or, or really, really good how smoothly they've been adding humor into that show too. Oh yeah, yeah. Between like his his interactions with this IG unit, when we thought he was going to be like a silent badass killer, and the interactions with the Jawas, like it's it's really more he's more of an in-depth character than i thought it was going to be they're they're finding a way to use humor to give him personality as well as still being like a badass hero type oh yeah and well and you know what i was i was i was um i was worried about was i was worried they were, he was going to have his helmet off all the time mhm because you know how many movies do you see when they put a somewhat famous person in it you'll see a batman movie and then he'll never be in his Batman suit. Yeah. You know, which which I really I'm really happy that that he hasn't taken his helmet off yet. Which and that surprises me probably almost as much as the baby Yoda surprises me. I thought it was the odd uh, the comment they made about like when following the code they never take their helmet off or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think it back to other Star Wars content, like with the exception of Boba Fett. We every other Mandalorian we've seen has at some point taken off their helmet. Well, I I was thinking I was thinking they met in public or something, like in in, in you know I guess I'm, like like for their gel like you'd never take your helmet off at work. Yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and like they keep up the mystique or whatever because I mean because that's what Olivia asked. She's like, how do they eat? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, but I'm, but but I'm like that's what I wonder if if it's if it's that if if it's that when they take their uh, when they take all their other stuff um, with it, and that kind of makes me think of them as since they're trying to almost since there's so few of them, they're trying to almost make it make like like more of a pure. You know, like a boiled down part of it. That that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that um, but the Jawa scene it was because they remind me of the old uh, Macquarie paintings when it shows all the sand crawlers parked out in the desert and it, they have their doors open. It's almost like a like it's the same tents and everything you see mm-hmm. that they had set up. And I, I mean, I thought that was hilarious that that he he basically had to give in to the little Jawas. To get that egg for them, I think it's ridiculous they were willing to trade all the parts back for him just for that egg. Yeah. Oh, I know. But... <laughs> oh, I liked when he tried to burn them anyway. <laughs> yeah, really. So it was. See, it reminds me of when the girls were little and they were both being Jawas. So I think I think Safi was probably like five, and Zoe was seven. Um, I showed them troops for the first time. Mm. And have you ever seen troops? Yeah, I remember. When they shoot the one John on his head catches on fire, <laughs> and they both my girls both started screaming because I forgot all about that scene. <laughs> Brutal. Um, but that was cool. Oh, and you know, you know the guy that played the flute at the episode one. Oh. Um, the, the call the the call the um. Oh yeah, that one. Right. So that R two unit that that came the first time, it's the same color as um. Dave Castellano's daughter's R2 that she just finished. 
No kidding. Yeah. And um and the guy that plays the flute is uh Chris Bartlett. Um oh, no TK409. I hung with him at the bash at um Orlando. Huh. He he's the one that did that and he also did that bug-eyed alien bounty hunter in episode 3. So I knew the only the cameo I knew was uh, John Favreau as the heavy infantry trooper. Oh, that was or, him. Well, uh, that's cool. Trooper. Yeah, it wasn't him wearing the armor, but he did the voice. Oh, that's cool. Well, he did. He did. Fenral. He did Previsla. 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 Which is actually the I read somewhere that the heavy Mandalorian his name he actually is a Visla. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was kind of cool that, that that they all. I mean, so skipping to three, it was it was I was I felt bad for to see all that stormtrooper armor wrecked, but I know, right? it was it was pretty cool how he got in. Like you know, he busted the stupid eyeball thing, and uh, pretty much destroyed all those. And and then that throwback to Iron Man with the little yeah. rockets. Yeah, those little. What were they called? What were they called again? Not stingers. They were wind something. Wind whistlers, or did it have whistler in it? I don't remember. I don't know, but that that must that reminded me of the Iron Man at the beginning of Iron Man one. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a good that was a good throwback to Iron Man. Uh, and and uh, I'm curious. I'm curious what's going to happen if that doctor guy that he didn't kill, if he's going to have a bigger plot part. Maybe. I think it was nice of him to not to kill not everyone. Kill yeah. He's like, you're, you're right. You did. Uh, you did actually keep the baby Yoda alive. So I'm not going to kill you. But at the same time, you don't get to keep baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was good. I mean, I liked when he had the little ball on his ship, which was pretty funny. Um, and I liked when uh, that last battle when he just started disintegrating people with that rifle. You know, because that, that slowed them all down. And that reminded me. That scene almost reminded me of the movie um, Black Hawk Down. Okay. When those guys were like stuck in the alley and they were just, you know, like just overwhelmed. Yeah, he was completely pinned down. Yeah. And I think the woman that directed episode three. The episode is the Obi Wan director. Is the Obi Wan director, right? Which that'll be, that's a good indication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I've watched episode three more than any of them. The Jawa one I really like too. Um, but there's so much Star Wars content on Disney Plus. It's like I started watching Empire of Dreams because mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen that in a while either. And I've been so I've also been reading slash I've been reading and listening to Anthony Daniels' new book. I just got it. I haven't had a chance to start reading it yet. You know, I bought bought it and then I bought audio. So I, a lot of times I'll listen to it on my way to work, and then during lunch I'll read it and then mm-hmm. listen, you know, listen to parts of it because Anthony Daniels does all the voices. Mm-hmm. For the book, so I think I'm on like chapter forty two or something like that, because oh, his wow. chapters are short. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of got me hooked into all this other Star Wars content, and Safi being a droid. 
Yeah, I remember you saying now she wants you to build C-3PO. Yep, that's already started. That's <laughs> um, Put that back on the project pile. Uh, like you don't have so much other oh i know i I, I have a half day tomorrow so i'm gonna i'm gonna be trying to cast some stuff before lunchtime tomorrow (laughs) um but yeah so i mean the 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 man i think the mandalorian it doesn't surprise me how well it's going but i have i have people that have never watched star wars in their life at work and i have students coming up talking about it like students i don't even have they just because i'm just known as the star wars guy Oh, yeah. You know, and so they'll, they'll stop by, hey, you know, so, which is pretty cool. Yeah, when I described my show to some of my friends who don't, who, like, one of my friends hasn't even seen the new, any of the new Star Wars movies, like, since Rogue One. Oh, okay. He didn't, he didn't see Force Awakens and hasn't seen any of the new content. I told him, like, the premise of The Mandalorian, and he's like, wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds like something I'd really love to watch. Even though it's Star Wars. Well, and I, I think it's driving people back to Rebels and Clone Wars, too. Because there's so much, like, oh, there's so many references to all that. Too. Right. Especially the, the purged times, all, all that. They, they want the backstory that we, we already have because we've watched those. Right. And the arc, the arc in Rebels, when they use the armor against them, spoiler if you haven't seen Rebels. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, like a couple years ago. Um but it, yeah, I mean that whole arc where Sabine made it like a weapon. That because yeah, that's what they showed us in Orlando or something. That was that was you know that was pulled into it. Um, I like that watching the Mandalorian almost with like his experience with the Beskar and seeing the Beskar being worked on firsthand there. It makes that scene from the Re- from Rebels seem more believable to me yep. because up until now I've really kind of pictured Mandalorian armor as like what we have in real life plastic and right. like abs and i never really I, I obviously like in principle in theory i I recognized the way the weapon worked but now that i'm actually able to picture a more metallic armor and know that that's the material it, it somehow became more believable to me it made more sense well and and it also makes that the episode of rebels when um Sabine is training with the Darksaber, mm-hmm. and she gets those gauntlets, and he talks mm-hmm. about, like, every gauntlet is made to, to um, mimic a power of a Jedi. I forget who was telling her that. It was her brother or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know, but it was, you know, so the jetpack gives them the super jump, the blast from their thing gives them, you know, they don't have force lightning, but they got flamethrowers, they got... You know, the, the the big pulse, like, air thing that can knock people back. And so I'm wondering if we're going to see all that stuff, too. You know, because she already gave them that one cool gauntlet thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we, we could probably almost have a whole Mandalorian show. <laughs> Mandalorian I think, Minute. I think I like, the thing I liked the most, and it was especially prevalent in the third episode, is how much emotion they're able to show for the Mandalorian while he's still wearing a helmet. I've right. seen more emotion in his face with the helmet on than I've seen in a lot of actors and like actual movies. Well, and that's you know what I I that's I was thinking about that. That's why I think partially because I'm reading the Anthony Daniels book. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that too. Like cuz he was he was in the same boat. He had to show a range of emotions encased in plastic or fiberglass in his case. Um, and I yeah I agree with that, 
And so it's it is like I said, I'm just so glad. I was just, I was just worried he was going to be the Mandalorian, but he wouldn't have his helmet on the most of the time. Then mm-hmm. you should, and anyone listening to this should go to a Mando party, because it's funny because you know the I'm all 501st, love my 501st. 501st does all the Imperial, and I've said this before, but the Mandos, like they almost they almost have that religious aspect to them compared to the other costuming groups already way before the show came around mm. you know like they have like they have like that whole yell and scream they do in mando and and you saw oh. how they showed up for zoe's when zoe got in you know oh yeah they were like they, they were like a team going to battle or something with that they had their little pre yeah show powwow that they did they did a huddle and everything and it was great and then they came did that and then they left they were just it was just like like it's almost like in real life how they are. When you go to the armor parties, it's just, it's Mando this, Mando that. Like when Zoe got in, they give her a knife, you know, like this, like a handmade. It's it's a prop knife. It's not a real knife, mm-hmm. but like they they give them like something, and you know, the one wow. I forget his name. I think it's Mike. At he does he has a medieval Mando. Uh, and he's in Pittsburgh, but he comes down to the armor parties, and he has full metal Mando armor. Wow. And like the last Mando party, they had, they were sewing on the inside. People were sewing the undershirts and all that, and people were making the armor plates and customizing their armor. Mm-hmm. Next one, you, you got to go with me. I'll take you. I mean, yeah. Let me know when it is. You just jump. Along. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the I mean the Mando the Mandalorians are going to have that same I think that same growth spurt the five hundred first had when the Clone Wars came out. Like yeah, when the clone, right. I, I was just in for like a year and a half, and then there for a while, I, there was no TKs to be found. I was like the only TK. Um, so I hope they have that same growth spurt we have. Yeah, I've noticed the Mercs have up their uh, their marketing game on Facebook. They're really they're riding the wave. They're yep. like, hey, you like what you see? <laughs> Come on down, join us. Well, and I think the custom like the custom thing never really appealed to me as much. As I'm, you know, just being a 500 first, I still like the canon stuff, but I see some of the good custom, the custom stuff that people are doing and actually going to some parties. Now I got a, a, a better feel for it. Mm-hmm. I like now with, now with the Mandalorian, we're seeing more than, like, we have that, the whole group of, you know, faceless custom Mandalorians right. in there. Right, right. So, like, now it, it almost feels more realistic to have your own. Yep. Well, and, and the storyline like, promotes oh, that. Fake Boba Fett or fake Django Fett. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, um, uh, let's see. Before we go any more Mando, I'm trying to think what I had on my list. My my one computer crapped out. Oh, um, events coming up now. Did you got contacted by the the music video shoot tomorrow, which neither of us can go to? Yeah, I had um, I saw the post on Facebook and Quinn messaged me about it, asking if I was going. I I would love to. I'm I'm technically available. I just am. Uh, we we probably shouldn't mention what the uh, actual event right. is over right. here. We don't know if it's been released, but right. my uh, my armor's in no condition to. Uh, you could be, be one of those waist up shots. Camera. Be one of one of those what? Like waist up, you know, like half the stormtroopers in the Death Star just had armor from the waist up oh, when yeah, they were no, running. No, but that that's where the problem is. Oh, what's wrong with your armor? 
Let's the, speak um, armor talk here. <laughs> so it's my my side straps are now just I, I've been like changing things around. I just redid my um not the plastic parts, but the the shoulder straps right. underneath. I replaced that with a two inch white elastic, so that's more sturdy. But I, I need to um, take some time and get the the fitting just right. And now, because at celebration I had that uh, blowout with the Velcro on the right. inside of one of my side straps, I took took that out and tried putting it on, just using the belt as like a girdle to hold it all together but right. it just wasn't it was falling apart it wasn't looking right so i need to overhaul my uh interior strapping system well i'll look when the next mando party is we'll go to the next mando party and you can bring your armor and work on it there because they let you work on non-mando armor there mm-hmm. so i'm just i'm waiting for um I'm, I'm ordering on amazon sheets of white velcro and like so i can cut a sheet of it and have it be one connection across the sides well you could use use sign material that's what most guys use yeah but if i use i like the way um jeff has his where if he expands or grows thinner then he just covers it with a thinner piece of or a thicker piece of white velcro oh i see yes okay so that way it's more i i, I change shape very easily oh okay well. so i i need that flexibility to be able to go well you but i but like for my sand trooper i just connected the backs of the hard plastic mm-hmm. and then the fronts are free floating and then they mm-hmm. th- then if i get smaller or bigger they just slide under the front ab plate mm. and this uh, has I, been I still need it attached huh <laughs> i still need to attach because i'm finding without that pull without pulling the ab plate in right it like shoots out forward and knocks the um my chest plate like out yeah and yeah. has that now slipping out over top or underneath the ab plate yeah that's always an issue with mine but and everything's still cracking all over the place i repaired some cracks on my sniper knee plate and after the one after the holiday parade that's back to being cracked again uh good old cod pieces cracked again yeah yeah uh, over the repair and <laughs> now double repair spots that i have there i think you have to retire that into a sandian and uh you guys you and you guys can do custom mandos together Olivia has been saying she's she's been tooling with the idea of a, a like custom bounty hunter thing. I'm just gonna see if I can push her towards Mando. She wants to do a celebration where she goes as a custom bounty hunter, dragging around a uh, Jar Jar head. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> she, she she thinks that would be really entertaining, and that that would be a fun thing to do. So I'm I'm all for her giving that a shot. Yeah, that's cool. I just I don't know if she'd go for Mandalorian. She doesn't really want to wear a helmet. Oh, okay. Like, well, yeah, like but she us, could she could know, do a like shy a people can. she could do like a Sabine esque type, where she can like do a wig where she can take it off. Because I think the Mandos even let you take your helmet off, if you have a story with it. So let's see. Uh, do you have any other? Well, I guess you don't have any events. You're in in repair mode. I have uh, the next one, and I want to be done before is the uh, the movie premiere at the Whitaker Center. Yeah, I'm doing that December. Uh, Safi and I are doing that one. Um, 
I don't know if Zoe is or not, but so I'm I'm probably coming as a TK. I'm hoping there'll be a squire there to help uh, Safi at the at the Whitaker Center. If not, if I don't have a, a squire that can watch her, I'll have to like suit suit up after she's all up and out, and then suit down early. Um, but worst comes to worst, I'll just end up squiring. It's possible I might not be repaired by then. I'm lazy about that sort of thing. <laughs> well, it's cold. It's hard to repair when it's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zoe's Zoe's in Southern California right now, so lucky. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's the only event I have. I'm no well I'm going to see the movie. You're going to see it too, right? At yeah, five? The, the five o'clock at yeah. cinema. I couldn't I couldn't pass that five o'clock one up. Oh absolutely not. I'm I'm glad you told me about that. I would have gone to see a six o'clock like an idiot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean I, you know, I because I went to I've never gone to like that extra, more expensive showing. Um, then I did the Avengers Endgame. With that, mm-hmm. Safi and I went to the five o'clock with that, and even though it cost more, you got like popcorn drink, and you got like the special popcorn bucket and all that. So it, it technically wasn't that much more, if that yeah. for seeing it an hour early. Um. I'm just what I'm excited for is getting to see it with the super fans. Yes, the people, the theater of people who are going to be the most excited for it, that are the most willing to pay that extra bit to be there earlier. Yeah, those are the people I want to see it with. And and I've avoided. I've tried to avoid as much as possible. I've seen. I didn't watch the newest trailer that's out. Um, and I've 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 stopped listening to three quarters of the podcast I listen to right now. Just because I I just don't want any spoilers at all. Yeah, because I saw somewhere it was posted they, they something involving like there's a jet trooper in action or right. I don't know I again I haven't watched it I didn't want to be spoiled in any way so yeah yeah that's I I'm trying to but so I'm planning on seeing it that night we'll troop to Whitaker Center and we'll get to see it which is pretty cool to see it in the IMAX which is really nice yeah um and then that Saturday. Safi and I are trying to figure out, possibly trying to troop three movie uh, theaters on Saturday. We're going to try to do three states, Maryland, Delaware, and oh. Pennsylvania. That's a, uh, that's a hefty task. Well, it's harder on her than me, so. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to factor in the 45 minutes, half hour to 45 minutes of suiting her up every time. Um, plus the drive. Plus the what, drive. They have like a 5 a.m. showing, a noon showing, and an 8 p.m. showing. Well, there's an 8 a.m. showing in Maryland in Bel Air mm. that we're gonna do. And now I just got to look at the Delaware one. I got to see when theirs is. And then I think there's a late one in in around Allentown or something. So it's just gonna be time if we can do it or not. That'll be fun and tiring. You gotta. You is that eligible for the uh, two troops in one day patch? Probably not. It's different because it's different states. Different states. Yes, I I don't think we'll 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 make our own patch. Um, Yeah, I don't don't think that'll happen. Um, But yeah, that's. I mean, we're gonna try that. I don't know if that's gonna happen or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I know at the at the Lidditz Theater opening night. Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl 
and Caden from Rebel Cause are podcasting, I think, in the lobby. They set from, up a podcast. From which, from one of the premieres? Yeah, from the premiere. So oh. that, like, after, I guess, I don't know when they're, what they're doing or whatever, but they're doing something because Caden got in with, he knows, I guess, the guy who owns the theater. Um, mm. Because we got in that theater because, remember years ago when, what was it, The Force Awakens came out, we didn't troop it. And I think I called the guy and I said, look, we're a bunch of Star Wars guys. We, we'll come to the, I think we went to the last one. Did you go to that one? I did not. It was like the last, was... we went to the last showing of The Force Awakens. And we trooped it. We all bought our own tickets. And then after that, he was hooked on us. Because I don't think he knew who we were, you know. Because mm. when you, it's still there's still such a. I had this discussion with multiple people in the last couple of weeks, but um, there's still so many people that don't realize who we are. Yeah, like we live in that 501st Rebel Legion Mando Mercs bubble. You know, like we know we, we're used to it, but I guess other people just aren't. Yeah, because we were at the science factory a couple weeks ago, and the the parents were just amazed, and and I was talking to a couple of people because I was squiring, and I was trying to explain, and they had no like it was like I was talking another language. They never heard of it. That didn't, you know, it just wasn't on their radar. Hmm. Which is odd because of how like the science factory is a normal thing for us. I think if at the very least more people would have known like oh hey it's the Star Wars organization. Well yeah no they knew of the costume people coming but they didn't know it was that big. Like, they oh, thought it was, all okay. oh, there's five or six guys here in Lancaster or whatever that come and do it. Because uh, I, I was telling them about Sunday because they, they were looking for Darth Vader. And I was, you know, mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain to them where the groups come from and how big we are. And it was just like I was saying something that, you know, they never heard of before. Hmm. How was the Science Factory? It's fun. They made it a little bigger. I mean, that's that's a... It's an odd troop because we get so many people to do it, and I can't figure out why. In some ways, because it's kind of bad parking and it gets really crowded, and it's, you know. But it was a fun troop. There was a lot. Of, I, I was just there Saturday. I wasn't there Sunday. But but from all appearances, it looks like they had just as good a time on Sunday as we had Saturday. Um, but I was there with the droid builders, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And I, I don't know if we talked since I was at Aaron Scare. Have we have we talked since Aaron Scare? I don't know if we have. No, because that's another one that you, I you know, guys you told sh- me about Aaron Scare before. Did that one that one just happened recently? Yeah, it happened. It usually happens the week before Halloween. Every mm-hmm. year, like you have to sign up. Like it fills up quick. But that's another one that's. Anyone listening that's ever wants to troop with any group, you definitely want to troop Aaron Scare, because it's it's a it's so it's it's the epitome of an organized troop. Like they have spreadsheets and everything, and you only troop an hour. You know, and they, they assign don't force you a you thing. To do any more than that? Huh? They don't force you to do any more than no, an hour. Nope. You just sign up, and then you can troop all. It's the the museum itself is open all. You know, to the public, it's, I forget how many, it was a ridiculous amount of people, like tens of thousands of people or something that went through this year. 
or wow. something because because they had to close the parking lot. It, it got so full. Wow. Um, and it was just it was just like a sea of people all day. But what they do is they all assign you a time. So if you sign up with your TK, you might get signed assigned to get your picture taken with Darth Vader from three to four. So you have to stand at the backdrop and get your picture taken from three to four. The rest of the day, you can either walk around in costume if you want. You can help at the table if you want. You can squire if you want. Or you can just walk around the museum if you want. Oh, okay. And they have when you... So you line up like 10 minutes before you're supposed to be in your spot. And a squire comes with a big sign that says, No photos heading to a photo shoot or something like that. And they walk you out, put you in your spot, and take the other people back. Like I said, it's it's... It's the epitome of organization and just nice people all the way around. The people that do it, I forget the two women's name from uh, the Virginia Garrison. Um, they, they just do beautiful work for all the people that are trooping. Huh. And then Zoe trooped with Amanda Merckx. So she just trooped the table. That was her, that was her first like full-fledged uh, troop as Amanda Merck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Safi did it with droid builders. So... Because you can't get in a dressing room if you're under 18. So Zoe can never... Zoe trooped it before, but she always had to like change out in the hallway and stuff. Uh, and Safi, there's no age requirement for droids, which is kind of funny. Um, so Safi just changed in the protocol droid area. She was the only protocol droid. She she wound up trooping for like three and a half hours. Wow. So Because she was the only protocol droid there. No C-3PO this year? No C-3PO, no. So. But yeah, that's that's a, that's a def, that's If you have to put a troop on your list to go to, that's the one you want to go to. I can't think of any other one that's... My computer just... Sorry for that beep. My computer just went nuts on me here. Not the one we're recording, don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I think I hear a fan going off. Yeah, I'm turning it off. There we go. I don't know what happened with that. That's uh, that's Zoe's other computer. Um, yeah, so that's I mean that's and then troops coming up. I I would think anyone listening, they're like pretty much all the garrisons are looking for people to troop the uh, movie theater. I know Corita has premieres in Exton, Lidditz, Carlisle, Carlisle, Allentown. Maybe Allentown. I don't remember if there's one in Allentown. There's a whole bunch that weekend. So if you're listening, you know, and, and if you're not in Corita, but you're in another base or you're Rebel Legion or um, anyone, just shout out to if where you need people. Because um, it seems like they're, they don't have as many people as we haven't had in the past. So I don't know if it's just the time of year or, or you know, what it I is. I think a lot of people want to go see their premiere first. Well, that's true. I know, like, the one is letting them see the movie first, and then they're trooping on Saturday. Yeah. Which is always nice. Carlisle. Yeah. I think it's Carlisle that's doing that. Um, which is nice. I, I The the one in Carlisle, I can't make it to, because I'm, I'm, uh, I gotta work. Like, 5 o'clock is, is about as early as I can promise to be anywhere. Mm. I'm, I am doing the Penguins game coming up. Oh, okay. Because um, Zoe wants to do it, so... I'm doing a sports. I'm not a sports guy, so I'm. I'm but I'm doing the Penguins game with uh, Star Killer, I believe that is. I was gonna say like the real Penguins out in Pittsburgh, or yep. are they playing somewhere over here? No, I'm. 
I'm doing I'm I'm taking Safi out to Steel City for Triple Zero. I'm not trooping it, but she wants to go out to Steel City. Ah. And then I'm coming home Sunday night, going to work Monday, then I'm taking off Tuesday and Wednesday. I took personal days to go to right back out and do the Pittsburgh game. Oh, that's a lot of driving. Yeah. But Zoe wants to she's all about doing the Mando Mercs with the uh, the Pittsburgh game. She's off school and everything, so uh. You're getting old, and just if you realize Zoe's almost finished her first semester of college. Man, that much time has passed, huh? I know, right? She started her podcast in ninth grade. Yikes. Well, at least it's, it's aging well, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, they just hit their four-year mark. So... Now they're not they're only getting to do one or two a month right now because of being in college. That's why I was looking for this thing we're recording on now. Hopefully it sounds better to people listening. I was trying to find other methods where she could record it without having to have like the middleman. Mm. So you have any predictions for well, we have the Clone Wars coming up too, new Clone Wars. That comes in January, yeah, right? To that. And then we have the Cassian show. I'm trying to think what else new. That's all the new, and then Obi Wan. But they're not. They haven't even started filming Obi Wan. Though they were saying that the uh, Ewan McGregor is the same age as Sir Alec Guinness was when they filmed New Hope. Really? Is that possible? No, that can't be right. How old was Guinness? I thought Alec Guinness was older. How old was he when they filmed A New Home? I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to use the internet thing. I heard it's still around. Alec. So Alec Guinness was born in 14... He was 63 during the filming of A New Hope. Okay, so let's see. How old is Ewan McGregor? Ah, he can't be 63. No, no, Ewan McGregor is not 63. I mean, maybe for the series, they're going to make him like that age, that age of Obi-Wan. Maybe they'll, they'll age him up or something, but... Are you still there? I am. I'm, I'm trying to find oh, okay. out when he was born. I get scared whenever there are silences. There's the silence that's not recording. Microphone. Uh, let me see. Because <laughs> my computer likes to just drop Wi-Fi whenever it wants. Oh, that's so nice. Every so often I'll find myself talking Talk and talking. yourself? No response. How's Well, now, how's the app work for you? The, the, um, oh, he's 48. Okay. But he's close. He's getting there. I think we have a few good more years of you and McGregor before we start to lose him. Yeah, I think he Before we got to worry about losing him. Yeah. He seems like he takes good care of himself. I tell you, though, back to actors. You got to read the. You got to read the Anthony Daniels book. Or at least, if you have the, you have the book in your hands. 
Uh, well, not physically at this the moment. digital it's book over in my backpack. But you should. Did you read the forward by J.J. Abrams? No, not that, yet. That's, uh, that's a good forward too. Mm. Um, and and it, maybe it relates more to me because when he talks, the first couple chapters is him putting the armor on and this and that. And it's funny, like the problems he had with it, like he was talking about how all the weight rested on his feet. Mm-hmm. and stuff and that's that's what when celebration that's what messed Safi up so I had to reinvent how the legs like Safi's legs hang different than most protocol droids to fix that mm-hmm. so it's just funny when you when you hear when you hear that um, stuff you know it's the same when you talk about when he, he talks about wearing putting a stormtrooper bucket on too uh, during filming of Return of the Jedi I was gonna say, when did he put a stormtrooper bucket? He on? was just—he was standing around on set or something like that, and ah. so he stuck one on. And the—I think the Return of the Jedi had those bubble lenses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever wore one of those helmets with the bubble lenses in them. Uh, yeah, I have before. Because my kit great. came with those bubble lenses, and those things are terrible unless it's super bright and sunny out. Any darkness or, or secondary light throws everything off. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, I took those out. I wore it one time with that, and those things went in the garbage. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about armor next week. You, you know what? I was thinking what show, before I got hooked into the Mando and had been thinking nonstop nothing but Mando, was we should do a show, the history of the TK suit. The history of the TK suit, huh? Like where, who made it. Because, like, you know, there was that legal battle for a while. Oh, yeah. Of who owned it. And then you have, like, there's a couple websites I was looking at, like White Armor, and there's a couple that you don't don't really update anymore about, like, the history of each helmet. Like, there's that whole line of helmets that supposedly cast came from a cast down of one of the originals. You know, like, uh, I forget what companies, like, claimed ownership of those for the longest time. Um and occasionally you'll see one of the original helmets go up for auction. So yeah, I, I, I think that'd be a neat paint. show to do, like do some research on just like the history of it. Because what was what I thought was fascinating in the C three PO book was when they were filming in Tunisia. No. Yeah, when they were filming, you know, New Hope in the desert. Mm-hmm. I guess the woman who created C three PO died in a car accident. Oh no! So she never got to see C three PO on film. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so I was thinking. I wonder, like, I wonder if there's a story like that with the TK armor, because the TK armor, like, I would argue maybe just because I'm a TK, but I would argue that that's probably one of the. If you had to pick like five or six iconic things, Star Wars, the TK armor is at least one of those. Oh, definitely. Because um, you know, so I, I, I'm just curious the history of all the stuff. That sounds like a lot of research. Well, I have that one book, the the TK book, that has a little bit of it in it. That that white one. Yeah. You ever see that one? Yeah, I have that one too. Somewhere. Okay, so I was gonna flip through that. Maybe someone will hear this and send us more information about TK. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious, like like I, I, you know, you always see the Macquarie art with the, what the TK looked like, but I I'm curious what, if there's a pictures of like prototypes, like because I know there's those pictures of all the TK how it's stacked. You know, in England when they were making them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, there's the prototype with, like, the lightsaber. The pro- the TK was holding the prototype lightsaber. Right, but but that was that just was just a drawing. I don't think they ever physically made that armor. 
Oh yeah, you're talking like physical prototypes. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm curious like of the prototypes like like what didn't make the cut, you know, or why a certain thing made it made it, um, you know, and even like I said, even the history of like some of the like there's some of the armor like I think the FX armor is one of them. Like some of the armor lines are traced back to like Disney parks that were made for the Disney park shows. Like there's you know. Mm-hmm. And if you watch some of these shows, like I forget the antique, one of those like, not uh, like those pawn shop shows. Mm-hmm. The one guy was going to buy some armor, and his expert came in, and it was FX armor. But oh. his FX, his guy, his the expert was like, "Oh, this was cast off," and it's, it was just funny, you know. If you don't know anything about it, you'd be like, "Wow, I got stormtrooper armor from the movie," and it it was FX armor with the Hasbro blaster. <laughs> You know, and I can't tell some of the armor, but I've worn FX for, I don't know, what, what is it? Since, you you since know FX when you see it. I can see my, I can see FX, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty quickly, especially if they still have the FX helmet. Now some, you know, some, if you, the ab plates are usually just a little big, but, but the, but the shoulder bells and the chest plate and the, the, uh, and the helmet, they give it away pretty quick. Yeah. So... But yeah, we'll have to. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna drop two episodes here in a couple of days. It's gonna shock the system. Um, Unless my computer goes crazy again and doesn't want to mix the episode for another month. Well, I'm curious. You find it? You have to tell me how this recording is. To see if it's any better. Um, or we could we could have just been talking for 61 minutes. For, for no for reason, reason. No, it hasn't recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's there's a recording. It it recorded it records it in your browser. So. But I think that's a good time to call it a call it an episode. So yeah, next time so. we'll try to talk about stormtroopers. Um, oh yeah, there we'll, was one one more thing I wanted to oh, bring yeah. up. Um, going back to the Mando, I know the full Mando episode here. Yes, but, uh, yes. It was. Did we did we see the um, armor forger Mando in the first episode, or were they not introduced until the second one? No, I think she was in the first one because she made his shoulder bell. Yeah, she was in the first one, right? Yep. Okay, so I keep seeing all these things circulate around on the internet. People are getting mad that there are, like, uber-feminists are getting mad that there was no female in the first episode. Yeah, no, she was in there. She was and, in yeah, there. Yeah, no, she was in there, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, and I, I, think, sure. I, think, I, think there's a, I think there's a whole bunch of people that are mad at Lucasfilm, and they see that people are liking The Mandalorian, and so they're... They're the same people that just disliked um, The Force Awakens for whatever reason. And I think they're just trying to throw water on because everyone liked it. You know, like, and they're just mm-hmm. trying, okay, what can, what can I do to get some people riled up? Because uh. I saw a bunch of those posts too. And I was like, ah, it, just, it just seems very coincidental coming from a certain group of people. Um, but yeah, she was on the first one. I mean, because remember, that's where he got his—he got his shoulder. He got his—they called it a pauldron. Yeah. But it was a shoulder bell. Yeah, it's a shoulder bell. I was like, "Come on, man! Come on, Mando! You know, <laughs> learn what your armor is." I do like the little electronics underneath. You know, there's yeah, a Mandalorian. Cool. There's a little Mandalorian merc somewhere thinking, "Okay, I, I got to make my armor that cool." <laughs> well, some of them, if they have like the lights. Yeah. little lights sticking out they probably already have something like that well and so the armor i bought um 
comes with lifetime updates. So as soon as the show hit, they sent me all the files for the silver armor too. Oh, cool. So I like that one. But I tell you, I do like that bug-eyed alien. Um, <laughs> that bug-eyed alien bounty hunter. Did the you one see with him? The hat. He looks. Is... He kind of looks like Mantis. Oh, okay. He has no hat. He's like a, it's like it looks like a big dome on his head with two bug eyes. It's all I think it's black, shiny black. Oh yeah, that guy. So I th- I thought that's ah, pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of cool aliens in there. Uh, Dominic Dominic Pace, I think his name is, is an actor from L.A. Uh, who was in one of those guys too and um, he said he's going to do my daughter's podcast so I figure once he does that podcast I'll hit him up to do our podcast there we go uh, but yeah the the I think the Mandos just yeah this is we're just gonna end with Mandos too um, when that guy came with that big like Gatling gun looking thing that reminded me of the Clone Wars yeah and then it, the, uh, then the Zoe just leaned over and said, "When am I getting my backpack? Because I still owe her a backpack for her Sabine." <laughs> so, and they're the wor- the backpacks for the the Mandos aren't too bad, but for Sabine it's bad because I have to somehow figure out how to attach it with no straps because she can't have any visible straps. Yeah. So and I if I alter the shirt, then I have to make get a whole other shirt for when she doesn't wear the backpack. I'd say your best bet would be like some sort of magnet, like a, yeah. a strong magnet set in there or something. I'm probably going to get a t-shirt, get pieces of metal sewn into it that she'll wear underneath. Yeah. And put magnets, and I probably still will put safety straps that come down from the underneath her shoulder armor that you mm-hmm. can't see. I just don't trust magnets altogether. That's for, fair. For something that I'm going to put so much time into. Just having the metal sewn in, that's a good idea. I had thought because I've heard heard people having problems of sewing the magnets straight into the shirt. Yeah, no. You I... pull the shirt out and it's all bunched up because all the magnets stuck together, and then they have an impossible time putting it on. Yeah, no. I'll put. I'll definitely put a plate. I'll put metal plates in the shirt. I just learned my lesson from you. You always put the plates in the soft stuff and the magnets on the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Costuming tip from me. <laughs> it, you know, well, it's like the first time I put Velcro in my TK. I put all the sticky. I put the soft side facing out and i wrecked my yeah. under armor because i never thought of that I was like oh everything's poor. always grabbing yeah it was just it just ripped my arm, under armor to shreds so yeah we'll have to talk more 500 first and stuff once we're out of mando and and episode nine fever yeah really maybe i'll have an update on all these other builds i'm gonna get done and yeah, let me know when you have that uh the beskar chest plate printed out i'd love to get my hands on one of those yeah well I, I, once once they're printed they'll be printed and molded they'll be ready to go <laughs> um and then we'll, then we'll just have a whole bunch of mandos flowing around yes. but yeah uh, when i find out there's a mando merc party i'll let you know cool. and anyone around if you uh if you know a mando and you get invited to a mando merc party i definitely would not miss it because they're a Do fun it. group of people do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Well, I, and, you know, the Armor Party's five and first ones are fun, too. But the Mando Mercs, it's just like a different flavor. It's uh, And they're in that infancy infancy stage. 
um, of like it's because I don't even think I don't even think there's 30 Mandos in Pennsylvania. I was looking online. I was, of course, in the research phase. I was looking through the Mando Mercs forums, and I was seeing. I found the like the their member database. Right. I don't even think that's updated because it looked like there were only three or four in Pennsylvania. No, you have to go. I think Chad, who's in our garrison, he made a website, and um, I think. Hang on. I might be able to tell you how many Mandos there are in PA right now. It's got to be more than four, right? No, it's definitely more than four because Zoe's one of them and she's new. Uh, let's see. Hang on. I'm old man with a phone here. Sorry, people. We just listen to the sweet music of me. <laughs> but I here. saw, I, I think they're, they're only, they're not even at like 2,000 members worldwide. They're so much smaller than. Oh, right. I know. Than what we've gotten used to at the five hundred first, we're upwards around what fifteen thousand now, fourteen fifteen thousand. Probably yeah. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Let me see members, foundlings. Oh, I mean they got there. This. Let me see. I think that's a cool concept introduced too. Is that like anybody can be a Mandalorian? You even the non Mandalorians are also Mandalorians. Well, yeah, I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know if that meant like like they were kind of like scattered on the wind during the purge. Like almost like refugees. Oh, maybe. I was seeing that more as like, it didn't really matter what race you were, as you could adopt into Mandalorian culture. Yeah. So here we go. Twenty four. There are twenty four. Twenty four in PA because okay. it has to be updated because it has um, Zoe's, Zoe's helmet on it, so it is it is somewhat updated. Gotcha. But they, if you go to pamercs.com, so since we're doing an all Mando episode, we'll push the Mercs, but <laughs> pamercs.com, you can see like all the helmets. The first one is, is name, they put their, they each get like a, you know, like we get a TK number. I think they still get a number, but it's only for like, uh, it's only for like the bureaucracy of being in a group. They go by their names, and I think you make up your own name with something. And the one guy, it, the first one is O R I K A D. He's the medieval Mando, which is a pretty cool looking helmet. P A. How are you spelling Mercs? P A dash Mercs dot com. I should have said dash Mercs dot com. Shout out to Chad for a beautiful website. Oh yeah, Mav Oya Lachlan. Unless there's a better way to pronounce that. Yeah, they, I I give up. They they all pronounce it right, and I sound like a I sound like a 501st person that does that just needs to shoot them because I'm a stormtrooper. Oh, that's cool that they have the helmets like that. Yeah, yeah, and then if you click on the helmet, it takes you to their it takes you to their uh, person. Oh, okay. Oh, so she's even in here as Sabine. That's yep. cool. Yeah, we didn't have an action shot, so they had to use one of her sub- submission shots. Is, is she in only as that version of Sabine? That's the only. Yeah, as, they as only have, person. they only have four versions, and so I have to finish her gauntlets, and then she can be the heavy armored. I'm learning all these Mando Merc, um, uh, CRLs too. So yeah, so she, she you know, because Zoe has four different costumes of Sabine, but they only have two seasons of Sabine in their CRLs, and both of them are like light and heavy. So. 
she can be season three, no, season four heavy when we get the gauntlets done. I mean, because they're they're tough, huh? Uh, one of these guys' name is Tyr Fafnir. Yeah, two different uh, Norse mythology characters in one name. Yeah, like I said, that's it's a it's a good group of people when it comes to uh, uh, they um they're just so helpful and uh, huh. and all the costuming groups are. I'm not. It's just since this is our our heavy heavy Merc show, um, all of them are too, but. Uh, you got to think about what would your signet be. I've been yeah. trying to think about what my signet would be, and I, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Dianoga. Yours would be a Dianoga. No, I don't know. Mine. I think mine <laughs> would. If mine would have to be a Bantha, because either the Bantha or a Dubak. Because for me, Tatooine is is because it's the first movie I saw when I was a little kid. Tatooine is always like that planet for me. Hmm. The Womp Rat would be kind of cool. <laughs> it depends. I mean, like if I was a little bigger, like like uh, like a taller, you know, I'd probably pick like a bigger. But, you know, Womp Rat. You could do a, the Rancor would be another good one. Because uh, you could have like Rancor teeth hanging. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like every like your weapon could have like rancor teeth, uh, rancor teeth um, stock and all that kind of stuff. Uh, have to have killed either one really big one or a lot of rancors. Yeah, I'm. Well, see the signet. I'm still. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say that about episode three. I'm still thinking the signet for him could be the Yoda species. I think that's what I, I think that would be really cool. I think I I, I like that because I'm thinking like if you took like the Yoda eyes looking thing like Rex had and on his helmet or something. I don't know. Um, mainly because I look at what Sabine did. Her signets that she changed over the years were were not necessarily things that she killed, but they were things that had importance to her. That right, because she's like a new a new set in life. Right, because she started with the wolf. In season one. I only know this because I've made all this armor multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then season two, she changed her one shoulder bell to have the five on it. Where the season one, it didn't have the number on it. Season two, she put the five on it. And she changed it to the fear knock, which was that thing that her and Hera were trapped at. You know, Oh, and, that's right. That's what that was. Yeah, the little fear knock. She put a fear knock on, but she put the five on. And so to me, the fear knock was probably kind of a big deal but the five was a bigger deal because that was her that was her specter five that was her showing that that's uh, her family I thought, it, I thought it represented the uh five of them i guess that would make no, sense but, yeah, but her, her code is her specter five One, two, and then she went from yeah, that there are six of them she went to the owl and that was when she met sabine or, i mean when she met ahsoka, ahsoka. And she kept the owl until the epilogue. She put the wolf markings on her helmet. So there's there's two silver lines on the helmet that have that same appearance. When you look at it, it looks like the wolf head from uh, mm-hmm. the wolf pack. And and I only knew that because I had to paint that. And she put the um, purgle. Yeah. And, and she kept the five. Ezra. So she put the purgle for Ezra. <clears throat> And she put, she kept the five for being Spectre Five, but she put the wolf too 
on her helmet. And I think, I think she got rid of the 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 rebel symbol. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she got rid of the rebel symbol in season five, on her chest, which I don't know what that signifies. Other than Dave Filoni just wanted me to paint another chest plate. I think it probably had something to do with more because the rebels became known. Maybe she needed to stop labeling herself as one, so it was easier to move around while still in her armor and not be like yeah not season five i'm sorry she kept the rebel symbol in season five she got rid of the rebel season in the epilogue so she didn't need the rebel symbol anymore Mm. that's what it was i'm looking at all my paint jobs here so this has been the mando show yeah classic mando's New Mandos. All Mandos. Everything Mando. And Baby Yoda. Yeah, and Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is my happy place. I am a thousand percent on board with Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, that they kept it that secret shows me that someone someone really cared. Like, you know, because it only takes one disgruntled person yeah. to, uh... There, I sent you oh, a picture. Like that slip. I sent you a picture of the pistol. In, in your Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah, there it just came in. Oh, wow, that's looking good. Oh, and that really looks good with the wood handle there, yeah. Yeah. I messed the tip up a little bit, so I'll, I'll print another one this week. But um, it's it's a quick print, too. I still want one of those ones that's like the um, the Stormtrooper promotional material. Blaster, yes. the the single like the the officers hold out blaster or something. That's the one Lando had too. That's the one I want. Lando had the silver one. I need to I need to just get myself printing again. Is what I need to do. It's just school this this year has not been uh, not been an easy uh, school year. So, oof. Yeah, it's just been it's just been busy. Just just. So I'm trying to. So you need to put the 3D printer in your classroom. I have so two at school. There. I have two at school, but the problem is most of the stuff I want to print is a gun. And the last thing I want to do is be printing anything that looks like a gun Ooh, at school. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyhow, so anyone that's listening to this, please enjoy. Hopefully, enjoyed our Mando show. Please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud. I don't know if I got us on iHeartRadio yet or not. But when I do get us on iHeartRadio, rate us on there as well. Um, if you want to email me, it's Mike at Creedcast.com. Colin is Colin at Creedcast.com. You can Super find us both on Facebook. Um, I think that's catch all. Catch us at the uh, movie premieres or events coming up nearby. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to record at least something the day of the re- premiere. Even if we just throw up a, a five-minute show without any, you know. Quick clip. Because we're going in at five, so it's not like the, the first two times I was getting out. of I went to like two showings opening night and got home at like three in the morning. So. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll be 
super quick. You guys can hear us talk our excitement for five minutes before we go see the movie, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll talk your ears off with spoilers for that too. Right. We'll talk right out in the lobby so everyone can hear. Everyone can hear. It'll be yeah. great. I'm not even. I don't even like to speculate about that movie anymore because I don't want. I don't even want a, a random speculation to be true. No expectations going into yeah, it. Exactly. I, I just want to. I'm going to be sad. I know I'm going to be sad because it's over, but it's not going to be over. So, like, oh, Safi yeah, can't even right. watch the it's part with great. C-3PO without tearing up. <laughs> when Safi's crying, you know it's bad. <laughs> Zoe will cry on the job of a hat, not Safi. <laughs> she'll she'll start crying with the opening credits. Oh, that's I think that's what happened with um. I think she did start crying at the Force Awakens. Probably like I right when I, the music I think started. Even I did too. Yeah, I was so excited to have new Star Wars content. Well, no, you know what? You know what? I think the biggest emotional thing that surprised me in the last year, though, was um, the Phantom Menace panel at Celebration. Oh yeah, the I just forgot how much for I liked that movie. Because it's it's an easy movie to pick on, but I forgot how. Because that was the one that. That's the one that surprised me. Like, I, I thought Star Wars was done. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw as a kid. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that's, that's, you're about the right age for that. That's the first one I took Missy to opening night. We went to Manor Cinema down near Millersville. Mm-hmm. There were people in line all day, and I bought my tickets and just walked right in past them. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think they realized, because they didn't have assigned seats, but you could buy, your, and we were the third person in line. So. Nice. So anyway, so rate it. Hope, hopefully the sound comes out good. Um, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Good night. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,